3: This week in our Business Builder segment, Michael and I will be talking about why your big why is so important and why you need one and how it can drive your business success. But that's up a bit later. First, we're going to start with our success interview. Today, we're talking with entrepreneur, speaker, and dream coach, Felicia Searcy. As she says on her website, your dream is my passion. I want to explore that and how you have built your business, helping people be inspired and empowered to live their ultimate life. I know we've had some great conversations, Felicia, and I'm so excited to have you on the show. Welcome.
4: Thank you. Thank you, Janelle. It's my joy to be here.
3: So I would love to start these conversations by asking our guests to share a little bit about their current business, how you started, and how it's evolved over time.
4: Yeah, so so currently I have the honor of speaking to organizations um, all over North America, um, helping people really... Um, discover what they love, understand that as we learn to ask that question, what would I love? It is the holiest, most reverent question that you can ask, and it is the way that life grows you into a greater version of yourself. So it then becomes the venue for your highest contribution. Um I do that through speaking, through seminars, and through a variety of different ways of coaching. So what's interesting about this, how I got started, was that I was I was in a related field. Um where I was doing a version of this work, and I was seeing a modicum of success um, in my own life and in the lives of the people that I was working with. And, and I, just, I just hit that ceiling where um, no matter what I did, things weren't changing. Now, things were good. I mean, outside looking in, my life looked really good, but there was mm-hmm. this, this deep sense of discontent and dissatisfaction. I wanted to grow what I was doing because I knew the possibility of the impact of the actual work, and I also wanted to grow my wealth because I wanted to grow my ability to impact the causes and organizations that were deeply meaningful for me with my financial support. Mm -hmm. So once I hit, I, I, I gave myself the gift of feeling my frustration strong enough and long enough to make a decision to go do something about it. That's when I sought help from an expert on how do you truly succeed. Um, What I really wanted was a paint-by-numbers spiritual success system. Discovered somebody, took the leap to work in a very laser-focused way, discovered this formula that I now teach, and as I simultaneously applied it in my own life and in the lives of the people that I was working with results began, my results and their results began to change. And I became on fire with what's possible for people because what's so fun about this, it's not just the results that change, but it's who people grow into in the process. So so the thing that has just lit me up was that this stuff really works. And it's not only transforming the lives of the people that I work with personally, but their family members, their workplaces, their businesses, I mean just just the, the the domino effect of people making decisions for their dreams and their own transformation. It's it's Earth transforming. It's planetary transforming. So that's my um, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And then what what's happening with my business is just it's it's continuing to grow. I mean, anytime there's a effect there's a change there's a result things are going they're just going to naturally grow and that's what I'm so grateful for that the growth of in business is a direct reflection of the growth of impact
3: wow i I love that and I love that you know so often things really start to happen when we really pay attention to that discomfort, and then we take action. So often people say they, they know something needs to change. They want something to change, but they don't do anything. They just keep going the way they are, and then they get you know, frustrated, for lack of a better word, that nothing changes, and if you keep doing the same mm-hmm. thing, it's not going to change.
4: No, and it's, it's one of the things that I, I have, I saw in myself and what I've seen in people over the years is that people have become extremely skilled at numbing themselves to the depth of discontent. So one of the most, there's, there's a, one of the most courageous acts that you can do is really let yourself feel the edges. And it doesn't mean that it's a failure. Life is always inviting us into a more expanded version of ourselves. So and the way that life does that is that we celebrate our successes and then life invites us into a greater version by by saying you're not done what you've done mm-hmm. is not enough and now it's time for you to grow even more by creating um, a more dynamic version of what are, whatever it is that you 're creating and what you would love, and so to pay attention to the, it's, that's a, that that discontent is a signal from your soul inviting you into more and and then absolutely there 's a whole system of um, bringing your whole self along while you 're moving your feet, so you really are able to what I call make welcome a greater degree of success. You know, that, that you literally have to accommodate your life for more success. And I just, I think that's one of the things that people, number one, don't realize and don't know how to do. And so they just shut it down. So
3: how do you, how do you think people know? Because you, what you said really struck with me, which you said people are extremely skilled at, you know, Kind of burying the depth you know the depths of their of their discomfort, so how do people know that they 've really buried it? How do they know they're ready? because a lot of people I hear it all the time <laughs> i'm not i 'm not ready it 's not time yet, and you know we often see that someone is ready, but they keep saying they 're not, and I think they use it as a an excuse so they don 't have to take action but how how do people know that they're ready?
4: Oh, this is great! I love this question. <laughs> the minute you start feeling discontent, you're ready. So let mm-hmm. me let me let me just let me talk more into that. Let me let's unpack that a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's a life force always seeking a greater expression by means of us. That's our that's our desire. That's our discontent, right? That that's that spark of life that when you begin to think into the question, "What would I love?" and you start seeing images of what the kind of the next version of the kind of life that you would love to create. The instant you start doing that, there is this phenomenon that I call the gravitational pull back to the familiar. A lot of people call it the paradigm, um, that rubber band effect, but there is that in you that is so invested in keeping you right where you are. This is why it is such a powerful transformative experience because it's the willingness to lean into the edge of the unpreparedness, to lean into the edge of the unknown, to lean into the uncertainty of, oh, my God, can I really do this? Because it causes you, it demands of you to reach down and access capabilities and skills and an awareness of something so much bigger than you at work in your life. You know, you open this thing up with, you know, getting in touch with your why, understanding that your dream is not for you. I mean, we get to benefit from it, but your dream is the way that life is wanting to express more by means of you, and that there are literally people praying for what you have to offer. You are picking up the echo of other people's prayers. And so it's never going to be a good time, because it's going to demand a pattern interrupt into the habit of your life, and you will never feel ready. If you felt ready, it's not big enough which means mm-hmm. there will be no real true growth or transformation. So what makes it such a masterful move and why so few people really do this, Bob Proctor, who I've also studied with personally, puts the statistic at 3% of the population. It demands that you move based on an image that lights you up before the rest of you feels like you, uh, you, you, you become too welcome and, and um, accommodate uncertainty. Because if you're waiting for certainty, you're just going to keep doing what you're doing because the only way you become certain about something is by doing it uncertainly in the first place, if that makes sense.
0: And mm-hmm. I think I
4: just made a word up.
3: <laughs> that's okay. You can do that. Uh, yes. it, that's, that's interesting because I think that... Um, So people really need to step into it, and I I love that when you say if you feel ready, it's not big enough, and it's going to be scary, and that's part of what, you know, that's part of the journey. It's part of, of what you're doing. I think it's important for people to really ask themselves when they say, I'm not ready what are they afraid of? Why are they saying that? Why don't they believe that they deserve it and that it's time for them to play a bigger game? And I, I hear people all the time supporting everyone else to do it, but when mm-hmm. it comes to them, they've got all sorts of reasons and excuses as to why it's not time.
4: Yeah, and to realize that the fact that you woke that voice up that's good news because it means you're entertaining something beyond anything that you've ever done before. The other thing that I encourage people to ask, rather than looking at, you know, why is it that you're not afraid, you know, that you don't feel ready and and why is it that you're afraid? What I support people in doing is looking at who's suffering by your delay. Who's Mm. not going to benefit by what you have to offer because of your delay. And when we make the need to serve the needs of others bigger than our fear, then we understand that our fear is actually a very sophisticated way of selfishness.
3: Interesting. Very Because interesting. for every
4: day that you delay, somebody is suffering because they're not benefiting from what you have to offer.
3: That's a, that's a powerful, a very powerful statement. So, Do you think everyone really wants more, Um, not just wanting, you know, a bigger house or a bigger car, but that they really want to do more? Do you think there are some people that are just happy and satisfied where they are?
4: Oh, I love that question. So I'm going <laughs> to go back in and quote Bob Proctor again. Bob Proctor talks about um, always be grateful, never be satisfied. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's the desire for the more is the activator for your growth. Your dream, your goal, you know, your vision, whatever you want to call it, that's not for the getting. It's for the growing and whenever we are we we listen to that signal that's inviting us to really create something bigger than anything we've ever imagined for ourselves before it's the the the, the results are great i mean I, i'm loving my results i love you know the things that i get to contribute to and the fact that my husband retired 7 years early and what's happening in the lives of my clients and the real gift is who you become in the process. Um, um, I think it was Thomas Edison who once said, show me a content man and I'll show you a failure. Now, that's pretty harsh, but I understand mm-hmm. what he's talking about, that if, if we don't have something bigger than ourselves that we're continually growing into, we're not growing. And, and mm-hmm. we're, we, are, we are created um, the very nature of our being is one of growth and evolution. And so uh, every time you say yes to something beyond anything that you've done before, it demands your growth. And so when I hear people say, well, I just want to be content where I am, it's uh, okay. So, so what what part of you are you shutting down in terms of um, where you're being invited to grow and, and evolve even more into the even more magnificent version of yourself. I think what happens is that people equate going for their dream with hard work. I just don't want to work that hard. And what I help people understand is, well, that's one way of doing it. But what if you could do it in a way that's fun and life-giving and actually pretty easy? What if it didn't have to be? hard work because that's really the way that we're supposed to live and when you're really creating something that you are in on fire with and you make a decision that it's it's going to be fun i mean this is the stuff that wakes you up in the morning i mean you can actually make a decision that uh going for something bigger than anything you've ever done before is going to be your playground that this is fun And that you're going to wake up every day and say, oh, my God, I love this. And if you're not doing that, then find something else.
3: Wow, that's really interesting. We're going to take another real quick break, but when we come back, I want to really dig into that where you said it doesn't have to be hard work because I think that's one of the things that really holds people back. So we'll talk about that as soon as we get back from break.
5: This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Have you ever asked yourself this question, why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this, you can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is 1 million women entrepreneurs generating $1 million in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details.
0: Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network.
3: Welcome back. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. In our success interview today, we're talking with entrepreneur speaker and dream coach Felicia Searcy. And if you missed our conversation before the break, you need to go back and listen to it. Felicia shared some great um, kind of ahas, and I love when you said – when you feel discontent, you're ready for a big move. And I also love the question you asked, you know, we talked about, you know, are people ready? Or what if they say they're not ready is really thinking about who's suffering by your delay. Because when you put it that way, it's really puts it in another whole context and right before the break and that's where I'd love to pick up our conversation Felicia you were talking about making this you know stepping in and doing something bigger not having to be hard work and I think a lot of people don't take the action because they think they're going to have to work even harder and do more so can you talk a little bit about not having to to be hard work?
4: Yeah, so it doesn't mean that you're not there's not activity and mm-hmm. um and that there there may not be a great deal of activity but you know from my sense of um you know, what I know about um, the audience that listens to the eWomen podcast, um, you know, we're, we're in business, right? I mean, this is, this is what we're up to. We're in, we're mm-hmm. in business to, to serve and to contribute and to mm-hmm. generate a really good quality of life. And so you're, all, you're already doing it. You're already working hard. So, so what I help people understand is that, number one, everybody's got a struggle habit that your body is literally wired for whatever level of struggle you have habituated. And so people will work at that level, whether they're mowing the grass, whether they're, you know, working on their business. It's, 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 your body will seek to um, level out at that, that homeostasis level of struggle. I mean, you, you run that energy through your body. And so when you're thinking about something new, particularly those of us who have been taught that hard work is the way to do it, you automatically, I I watch it in people, it's like they feel the fatigue in their body before they even start the process. So, one of the things that I help people understand is that you can literally rewire your body to experience a greater degree of ease that you can literally start building an identity of the man or the woman who 's building out a business and you know for e women prim- primarily women and that that there really is a supportive energy around you that 's working in ways that you can 't begin to imagine but that you don't have access to it when you are in the habit of everything having to be hard. You don't, you don't allow the invisible, invisible means of support into your life. So first and foremost, to understand that you can rewire and, and create a new habit of ease while you're um, letting go of the struggle habit. The second thing to realize is that when you are working with something that you absolutely loves, it no longer becomes work. You know, when I look at my, my, at my schedule, and I have a very robust calendar. I mean, my speaking and my coaching and doing things like this, I mean, my schedule is deliciously robust. And I look, I wake up in the morning and I look at my calendar the night before and it's like, oh my God, I get to do this. And I realize I created it. That didn't happen to me. I'm not a victim of my schedule. I'm not a victim of my calendar. I created my calendar to reflect a rhythm in a life that absolutely lights me up. And so the more you're able to do that, the more you're, you're, you're engaging and you're still taking action, but, but the, 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 the arduous um, chore of it all, you are literally dissolving that sense of it having to be a chore. You know, there's nothing worse than taking your dream and turning it into a chore. I mean, nobody wants to do that. So, mm-hmm. and then getting really clear about what are the activities that are not only in your lane, but absolutely light you up and that you make sure that you are engaged in those on a repeated regular basis because that's where your sweet spot is. And and, and we never get tired of engaging in our sweet spot. So there's a whole process of, of, you know, transforming hard work to fun and ease doesn't mean that you're not taking activity. And, again, I, I don't want to, you know, put forth an illusion that you're staring at your navel. And, you know, I teach people really the power of visualizing as, as we are communicating with this invisible field. Um, you know, Jim Carrey says you just can't visualize and go make a sandwich, that you gotta, you got to put your feet to it. But it's the way in which you're moving your feet that you can you turn it from struggle into ease and fun.
3: I really um, like the way you've described that. And it off, off, almost sounds like some of the kind of transformation I'm going through right now in doing some of the things that I do because I've really been busy and love what I do. But I also realize that... I am supposed to do more, and I can't keep doing all the day-to-day and do more. So I've really had to take a step back and say, okay, what can I have someone else do? What can I systematize? Where, should, where can I add the most value and make the biggest difference? And, you know, it just took a couple quiet weeks to be able to reflect on that, because otherwise we get so busy that we just don't even see it.
4: Yeah, Yeah, Janelle, and that's it. I mean, the thing that I love about this work is that your dream informs the person that you're becoming, and that then informs what are your unique, um, not only skills, but what's uniquely yours to do. That's the other thing that I I watch people as they struggle with, is that they they try to hold on to things that are no longer theirs to do as they're stepping into um, this new dynamic. And, and so a key piece of this is really getting very clear what's your lane, where's your genius. And here's how you know what your genius is. And, and you know, um, one of the, the preliminary questions that you had asked me is what would be one thing that you would tell people to help them scale their business, get into something that you just can't get enough about learning about it, mm-hmm. that when you are in your lane, you are eat up. With wanting to to grow your expertise, grow your your skills your knowledge, and that you are a a um, a perpetual student in your area of expertise, mm-hmm. if it's something that you aren't on fire with about going to find out, go find somebody else to do it. it's not yours to do
3: mm. very interesting I really um That's very thoughtful, and I really think that's a great piece of advice. And as you're talking about building and growing your business, one thing I'd love to have you share with our, our audience, because it's something that comes up quite a bit, is how can people leverage what they do and really expand their reach? And I think you've done an excellent job with, you know, not just working one-on-one with people, but really leveraging your knowledge by, through you know, products, programs, and services, which is something that we really talk about at Turn Knowledge to Profit, because in order to really have the impact that you want, you do need to reach more people and have a bigger impact. So how do you do that?
4: Yeah, so, so you said the word earlier that um, to realize that what you do, there's a system to it. And and it's, you know, Lisa Fasovich talks about this, that you, when you're working one-on-one, you're listening to yourself and, you know, what are the words that you're saying over and over and over again, and that when you're able to um, understand that there there is a system to what you're doing and that you've, you've discovered this. And so, first of all, it's to own the value of what you're doing and that you really have discovered something here that as other people... Um, discover it as well, you know, that you're sharing it with them, it will make a fundamental difference in their lives. And so get really clear about the value that you're offering and what's the system that if anybody does it effectively, they will create the same kind of results. There's several things that happen with that. Number one, it takes the personality out of it. Number two, it makes it where it's not dependent on you, where you're not doing it, which means then anybody, it's available to anybody, it's just like electricity. The minute we discovered the laws of electricity and learned how to unlock that power, every single person, and, and created a system around unlocking it, every single person on the planet has access, has the ability to have access to electricity. It doesn't mean everybody does, but the system works in India just like it does here in the United States. And so so to own what you've done and, and create a system understanding that the, the more lasered you are in your system, the more you're able to share it in a way that will impact so many more people and then get out there and share it. Because, again, if you've got it, you've got a, it you have an accountability to it. It's, there's a... There's a stewardship that any time we've been given something, like whatever it is that we've been given, you know, you're talking about turning knowledge into profit. When you have knowledge, you, you, you have been, you've been granted an accountability to that knowledge, to share mm-hmm. it, that you are, it's, you are to be a good steward of that. And then the other thing that I know has made a dramatic difference for me is that I, I stay humble to what I don't know about what I'm teaching, and I stay in my own depth of study in order to keep growing my awareness and my effectiveness in order to be able to support people in unlocking and applying my, my knowledge, what it is that I'm sharing. I, I, I do not put a period on my knowledge um, and say, okay, that's it. That's all I, I, I need to know, and, and I can just keep sharing at this level. That I know I'm an expert. And I'm a learner. I'm a beginner all at the same time. And so to mm-hmm. stay humble to what we don't know in our area of expertise to keep growing because we owe it to our clients. We, our clients deserve our ongoing growth and development. They don't, my 2018 folks, they don't want my 2017 self. They want mm-hmm. my continued growth throughout 2017 into 2018. Or at least that's what mm-hmm. I want to give them.
3: And I love that. And I think that it's so important because you are continually learning. You're able to share that with the people that work with you. So you are constantly adding more value. You're, you're bringing the best you possible to the table. And, and I think a lot of people get caught up in thinking that they don't do anything that's groundbreaking. But, it, you know, it doesn't have to be revolutionary. And I believe that, you know, there, there really aren't any new things, but what makes it new and unique is the way we present it. It's our spin on it. And I really invite people that to do just what you've done, which is, I really love it, is you really own who you are and what you have to offer. And I think that's what attracts people To you,
4: well, it's what attracts anybody to anyone to anyone else. I mean that it's, um, again, it's, it's an awareness that you have been given this. You've been given this desire. You've been given this information, this knowledge, this desire to learn this knowledge. And the other thing that I find, um, you know, as I work with entrepreneurs, is that people are so immersed in whatever their area of expertise is, is that it, it's like they're normal. And that to take a step back and to see you through somebody's eyes who has no idea about what it, what it is that you're, um, the information that you're sharing with them, or they, they have a, a glimpse of it, and really see just how knowledgeable and a level of expertise that you really do bring to the table. And that, mm-hmm. and that um, again, that it's, you know, oh. it's become your normal, but it's somebody else's breakthrough information.
3: That's so it's a, true. It,
4: it's like being a fish in water and asking, what's all this water about? Um, to step back and to really, okay, so somebody who's, never been, ex- who's been minimally exposed to this and understand, wow, I really do have a lot to offer here. Mm-hmm. And again, it's somebody else's breakthrough.
3: Now, that's so true. That, that is so true. This has really been a fascinating conversation. How can our listeners connect with you and learn more about what you have to offer
4: well, so I would love to connect with anybody who has a, uh, a a passion to go deeper into this information about how to create ease and success in your life. So they can just go to my website, com and you'll see a place... Um, where you can uh, sign up for a free gift that I, I have a gift on there. And then if somebody wants to go into a deeper conversation, send me an email and I'd be more than happy to schedule time. And we can just have a conversation about what's going on, help you get clear with the vision and make an empowered decision about your next step. Let's get you moving again. People are praying for what you have to offer, and as you make a decision for yourself for this, not only are your lives changed, but this truly is the way that we transform the face of the planet.
3: I love that. So they should just go to FeliciaSearcy.com, and that's F-E-L-I-C-I-A-S-E-A-R-C-Y, and I love that you've got a free gift there for them, so... Thank you very much. And we'll put a link on our Turn Knowledge to Profit podcast page for them also to reach you.
4: Excellent. So, yeah. As, as we
3: end our time, I know you've given us a, a number of golden nuggets, but what, what's the one thing that people should do right now to help them really move forward and build and grow their business?
4: Fall in love with whatever it is that they're doing or find something that they couldn't breathe without doing it. That when you have something that you are so in love with that you couldn't imagine life without it, then how can you not move forward with that? Find something that just absolutely takes your breath away um, when you think about doing it and causes you to stop breathing if you think about not doing it. I
3: love that, and what a great way to end our conversation. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom today.
4: Oh, thank you, Janelle. It's been so much fun. Yeah, thank you for having me.
3: Oh, my pleasure. We need to take another real quick break, and when we come back, it's our business builder, so stay tuned. This is L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit.
5: I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation. About how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world.
0: If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network.
2: Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. As always, I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we're talking about the importance of knowing your big why.
1: I'm really excited to have this conversation today, Michael, because I think a lot of people say when I'm talking to them in conversation, they know their why, but we know that really understanding your quote unquote big why is really important. And it's not necessarily just knowing why you do things. What do you think? Can you tell a little bit more about it?
2: Well, absolutely, I think it's fundamental to really understanding you know why you actually do what you do. I mean, it's really your big why is is really what drives you forward. It's the reason you're in business. Um, it really underlies everything and um, you know you can ask yourself those kinds of questions why did you start this business and not some other business? You know how did you get into this? Um, what really is exciting about it or what really really gets you going or gets you passionate another component of the big why is is what's what do you really care about do you care about um, your family your legacy your money you know sort of what is it that really underlies everything that you do and once you know what that is once you know your big why it helps you stay focused in both your business and your personal life Um, when you know your big why it's really easy to focus on the things that help you achieve that you know there's so many things that you can do each day Um, there's so many distractions we all have and if you know your big why it really helps you separate out those things that are essential to do and those things that are not Um, you know the question you ask is it is this driving towards my big why is this supporting my big why? And if it's not Then you really have to question why you know why you're doing it. You know it isn't always easy to determine what your big why is. Often people start with well it's more money or it's financial independence or something like that, and those are okay you know. But in my experience, and I I think you would agree, they're rarely the actual big why. They're really the underlying reason that you're in business, that you do what you do. Um, You have to ask yourself if you say it's money. What are you going to do with that money? Why do you need that money? What is it going to, what is it going to provide for you? What kind of lifestyles it going to provide? What is it going to allow you to do? And that really gets you closer to your big why. I know you and I have had a lot of conversations about this.
1: Well, and for us, it's really about being driven by our family, by the time we have to spend with them, we want that flexibility in what we do. And it's not just for today, but it's for the long term. That's really our big why for our family, for our grandchildren, and those to come. But it took us a while to figure that out. And for us, it was really doing what we loved and were passionate about, but also about creating that lifestyle that we really wanted to live.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It really is about lifestyle and um, your lifestyle or the lifestyle you want really plays a big part of determining what your big why is. You know, clearly, you know, most people don't want to be poor or homeless. That's a given. But I would submit that most people really don't want to be excessively rich either. Well, you know, really what I should say is that not that they don't want to be rich, but they really don't want to put in the effort, take the risks, make the sacrifices that really are necessary to achieve great wealth um, you know of course it, you know if, if we won the latter lottery tomorrow that would be great but barring that happening um, we've made the decision to um, balance work and life um, we could work a lot harder do a lot of additional things really drive the business very very hard and have more wealth but our big why as you said being family and and spending time with family and really having that opportunity really balances against how much time we want to spend in the business
1: no i agree and i think a lot of people um want to make more money not necessarily i've seen the shift not necessarily for them but because of their give back that's part of their why and you know you and i have talked about that because for me even if we did win the lottery tomorrow, our, I don't believe our lifestyle would really change because we have the things that are important to us. We might do a little bit more traveling and do a few more things for the kids, but overall I don't think it would really change that much. But how we can support others and the give back would certainly change to a much higher degree than you know, what we're able to do today, although I think we do quite a bit. And it's that balance.
2: Yeah, it really is that balance, and I, I would agree with you. I don't think it would change much. Maybe it would work a little bit less, but I can't see us not working. I think that that's really you know part of what drives us, what we're passionate about. But I think you're right. It's partly the give back. It's partly what we can we do for other entrepreneurs, for other people, for other folks that are less fortunate. We like to do those kinds of things as well. And... You know, it's really what's important to us is that flexible work schedule. That's why I'm in this business. That's why I don't work a corporate nine to five job. Um, Not because I don't necessarily want to, but because I like that flexibility of being able to go to birthday parties or school events for the grandkids or um, take the grandkids to lunch every now and then, or those kinds of things. I mean, I spent a lot of years Um, traveling as a consultant I was away three four weeks a month and that really took a toll I know it took a toll on me but it took a toll on the family as well and and so having been through that type of lifestyle I know I don't want to go back to that lifestyle I don't want to go back to the 80 the 100 hour weeks it's just not what drives me today what really drives me as you said earlier is that work-life balance, being able to spend time with the family, being able to really enjoy the grandkids as they're growing.
1: Well, I think it's also about doing something that you're passionate about, doing something that's helping others. The beauty of it is finding what you're really good at, what you love doing, and finding a way to do that and make it work for you in a way that has that balance that you're looking for because I know you get most excited when you're helping people create something when you're learning something new and putting it together in a way that others couldn't even envision that's when you're most excited and I think most content I mean other than when you're having lunch with one of the grandkids or having those conversations but so, it's, it's about finding what you love doing, finding a way to be able to do that in a way that makes sense for you and your family and all those around you.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, in, when you figure out or you, you take some time to figure out what your big why is, you really want to start with um, what's the lifestyle that you want. What's really important to you and don't worry about how you're going to generate money from that or how you're going to make that into a business because in today's world there are just so many options for business Um, with the advent of online businesses and just the availability of so many different options we really do live in an incredibly rich time when you can really make a business out of just about anything in just about any media. So really start with what's the underlying driver for you? What really gets you up in the morning? What are you passionate about? Where do you want to spend your time? And now you're getting at the big why. Once you get there, then you can figure out how can you build a business around that? How could you build a life around that?
1: No, I agree. And I've talked to so many people lately. When they get clear about their big why, it helps them then set their intentions of what they want to happen, what they want their business to look like. And I've talked to a couple people in the last week who really said once they got clear on that, things started to fall in place in ways they never could have imagined. People that they'd been trying to connect with for multiple years and had been unable to reach, and it had been totally unobtainable, literally fell into their lap in ways that they never could have predicted. But I believe a big part of that is being clear on your big why. What do you want to accomplish? Why do you want to accomplish it? And how are you going to bring it all together? And I think it's really important to understand you don't have to have all the answers. The answers will come together when you put everything together in the perfect way. And I think that's what's so important. It really helps us drive ourselves, our business, and everything forward. And you know, we'd love to hear what your big why is. What are you looking for? If you go to our Turn Knowledge to Profit Facebook page, under today's episode, share what your big why is. And if you're not sure what your big why is, put down what you think it is, or put down what questions you have about helping determine what that is. And let's start a conversation because once you understand that, the world is going to open in ways you never expected.
2: I I absolutely agree. I mean, understanding your big why is so important. And you mentioned the idea of focus. Um, And I go back to the law of attraction really to me it's the law of focus is really what the law of attraction is it's it's focus on those things that you want to bring into your life and as you said somehow the right people are in the room that you go to the right events you start to see lots of opportunity around you to build that business to build that life that really drives your underlying big why
1: Absolutely. And I'm excited to hear what people have to say. Again, visit us on Facebook at Turn Knowledge to Profit, and let's continue the conversation.
2: You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for a future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week.
0: Turn Knowledge to Profit